fascinating the jfk stuff we'll be speaking about this for the next 200 years i feel i feel it I feel it will not go away and I, I don't feel any answers will be satisfactory i think if we invent time travel maybe that'll put it to bed for sure i'm just going to bring in my uh next guest uh now michelle welcome to atwood unleashed how are you hi good can you hear me okay yes quite loud actually so we're gonna have no tone it down i'm a very loud human <laughs> <laughs> if there is an option of turning it down slightly that'd be really uh, let me see or, or maybe i don't know if our our uh, fearless producer ash may be able to work some voodoo in the background yeah let me uh, call my i'm a sound person but i'm on my computer's in the shop so i'm on someone else's computer uh um, let me okay. see well, well, here we go. Here's Let's the see how problem. we get on. Let me turn this down. Is that better? Possibly. Let, let, let's, let's see how we get on anyway, for sure. I mean, it's better than not being able to hear you, isn't it? Surely. Uh, so, I mean, Michelle. Stephen, you're frozen on my end. That's not going to help anyone. Can anyone in the chat, can you hear me at all, Michelle? Can you hear me? Can anyone in the... Oh, I'm frozen. You are frozen. Uh-oh. Now you're gone. Now, can you see me now? Hello, I'm not... Am I back? Are you back? Can anyone in the chat hear or see either of us? I can't see or hear you. Okay. Ah, somebody said they can hear me, but no visual now. Okay, now I can see you. You can see me. Apologies. I have no idea what's going on. The gremlins have uh, tried to sabotage our picture. So you can see and hear me and we're all good. I can. Let me um, hold on here. I'm going to unplug this and plug it back in real quick because it's you're coming through speaker now, but not through my headphones. Okay. Hang on. Let me try this. Okay. Testing one, two, three. I can hear and I can hear and see you fine. And can you hear and see me fine? Now I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay. And maybe those in the chat, if you could do me the favor of letting me know you can see and hear both of us, that'd be really helpful. But Michelle, apologies for the technical errors there, but I'm, I'm glad yes. you've, got, you can, you've got a really yes. important story to tell us. So maybe yes. you can just start with that. What, what takes up your time? How would you describe what you do? 
first of all, am I too loud still? Because I'm, like I said, I'm a very loud human. Are we good? It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Thank you. Okay. So I'm sorry. What did you ask me? <laughs> I wasted my time. Yeah. Um, what, what is it would you say you do? Well, I am, I was previously, and I'm still in the entertainment business as far as, um, you know, I live not far from Hollywood. And I'm definitely the creative type. And I'm working on a couple different film projects. But I'm also, unfortunately, a cult survivor. So um, I was in this cult, the ICOC, for 17 years. And um, had a lot of recovery to do when I left. Um, and had to reboot my career at age 40 with not knowing how I was going to survive. So I went back into the entertainment industry. Um, when I was in the cult, I actually worked for the cult full time. So um, there was no career to be had when I left. And you can try to imagine telling people, what have you done for the last 17 years? Oh, I was in a cult. <laughs> Doesn't work really well in interviews. Michelle, sorry to interrupt you, but every uh, now and then I think the, there's a slight connection issue with your microphone, and so for periods it's fine, and then when you move a bit, it's like it's just—is it—is it jacked in? Is it like a headphone jack, like or a cable? It is. It is. Just I'm wondering. A little... Um, I'm wondering if I take it out and just try to do it without the headphones. Let's give it a go. Let's see. Okay. Let's see how that works. Can you hear me at all? I can hear you, but I think this sounds to, I think to me, this is the worst, uh, the worst. choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's going on. Hang on. Yeah, I did a podcast right before this and everything worked fine. So I apologize. Oh, I can't believe I can't believe that everything went fine for another podcast, and we, we, can't, we can't get you here. Tell tell us a little bit about the uh, the cult org organization. And you gave us a, uh, some initials before. If you could just repeat them for us, tell us what it explain. Uh, sorry, what it stands for. That'd be yeah. Cool. It stands for the International Church of Christ, um, or the ICOC is the acronym, and they love acronyms. Everything's an acronym in this group. So um, it was supposedly Bible-based. So you get in there thinking you want to help change the world. And um, I explain it as the frog that goes into the lukewarm water. The, the water seems great at first. This is nice, right? It's lovely. I'm going to take a little swim in here. But before you know it, that temperature keeps getting turned up and you're boiling before you know it and then you're so incapacitated you can't even jump out of the damn pot right your your brain is mush at that point so yes supposedly bible-based but they um they believe they're the only church that is saved the only real disciples on the planet right you've heard this story before um <clears throat> they're the only ones doing it the right way uh Cult leader Kip McKean. Can I just is, say whatever uh, you just did then has just restored your audio back to perfect quality. So just oh, I did nothing. Just, just just freeze yourself and don't move 
for the rest of the discussion. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to say that again, or do you think we heard it good enough? Yeah, just just it just wasn't the greatest quality, but I think we got the gist of it. You could just carry on. That'd be great. Okay. Yeah, the cult leader was uh, or is named Kip McKean, K-I-P McKean. Um, if you look him up online, all you see is like, cult, 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 cult. The guy's a, he's a maniac. He's a lunatic, but very uh, charismatic. Apparently, he has many of many followers still. But um, it's interesting because I went into this group because I wanted to change the world. I was a do-gooder by nature, and they're very good at sniffing out those idealistic people that are driven, that are hardcore, that will do anything to help another human it's like any good predator they can sniff that shit out so i think i was a prime target because i was 21 i had moved from a small farm town in washington state to los angeles to be a film major here to go to college and they found me man <laughs> it was like she's gonna be a good one and they were right they were right i was a damn good cult member for a very long time I was very, um, and still am, just very driven. Yeah, I, will... I mean, and it, sorry, I mean, it, it seems just a shame that, that the cult will, will target people who think they genuinely can achieve some good by, by affiliating. And I mean, I'm always interested in ideology, especially religious mm -hmm. ideology. In, in what ways would you say this, you know, converges with and sort of strays off from a sort of mainstream understanding of, of Christianity? What, what differentiates it from a sort of standard, you know, middle America sure. understanding of Christianity? Well, lots of things, actually. They, they focus on the college age students. So the campuses are their hunting ground because, you know, those children, they still are children. I was still a child in college. You really, we know nothing at age 18. I'm sorry. Like your brain's not even fully developed until you're 25. Agreed. Yeah, right? I'm still I'm still not quite there, actually. It, me, me neither. So <sighs> but at age 18, 19, you are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to show your parents that you are smarter than them and that you know the world better than them. And you have that idealistic drive to really, I think, make a difference. So that's one of the... I think distinguishing factors is they focus on the college age students. They still do. But the other thing is that they, it's, it was an us versus them mentality. So if you can convince some, someone that everything that's gone wrong in their life is because they weren't worshiping God the right way, or they hadn't fully committed, or they weren't reading their Bibles every day, or they weren't following Matthew 28, 18 through 20, which says you have to go make disciples of all nations to be saved. So they picked these things that they really focused on and drove those home and, and beat them into our heads. So they, in essence, were building a machine, right? It was this machine of disciples that went out and made other disciples. So it was, if you look back, if it wasn't so sick, it was brilliant <laughs> because it was an illegal pyramid scheme, right? Inside of a church with the Bible as the playbook. And we were all 
giving 10 to 40% of our income. So we were funding our own abuse. Yeah. I mean, funding it. What's, it's interesting to me, this idea of hooking you in by telling people, you, these are the, the really important tenets of Christianity and mm-hmm. normal Christians, they're not fulfilling them. They're, they're not being good Christians. Join us. We're the good Christians. We're doing good work. We're doing God's work. So when you're in this cult, is there any way this is affirmed? Are you told actually you're doing what's right? You are you are uh, fulfilling our our demands, or is the is it that is it held over you even higher than you know in terms of what you must achieve? Are you are you told you've accomplished things, or are you then told there's a next level you must uh, sort of aspire to? Definitely, there's a next level, and it's that proverbial carrot. It's mm. never quite enough. It's never good enough, and the people that we don't help are going to hell. So there's no end to that. It's a bottomless pit because there's 8 billion people on the planet. So we can never stop working because there's more people to be saved. So yeah, there's that proverbial carrot, but you get enough accolades if you do well. So you, you want more, right? It's like they give you a little bit of what you want and then hold that carrot in front of you. So you're constantly chasing that carrot to do more. And, and there is that climbing of the ranks in leadership because everyone was competing with each other. It's a really sick. So it is like an MLM. You're competing. You're look at what I've done in my group. We've baptized 10 people this week. How many of you baptized? Because it's all about baptizing people. So there was just numbers, numbers, numbers is the name of the game in this church cult. Think about that, an MLM, a legal pyramid scheme. So we were labor trafficking humans that all had a price tag on their head because you had to commit to at least 10% of your income. And it was usually closer to 40%. Yeah. I mean, you said something, you, you, ref, you referenced hell moments ago, and this always fascinates me with former believers or former members of cults, because I've mm-hmm. never, I grew up in a sort of wishy-washy Church of England environment. It never really took. I've, I've always had a secular household, for instance, so it never really uh, had any impact on my upbringing. But for the people who are really invested in it, or have had a conservative religious upbringing or quite a stern, you know, cult experience. This this mm-hmm. concept of hell is is really very real, isn't it? It looms large, and it does dictate a lot of behaviour. This impending feeling of hellfire, and I, I always find this difficult to explain to people who have never believed in hell or don't believe in hell that some people sincerely do and are really motivated by it. Oh, absolutely! That that is the fear. So it's a I call this group fear and consequence. So those are fear and a consequence. In any good cult, there's fear and consequence, right? So a lot of them use blackmail, which happened a lot in our group as far as sins that they knew about you because you had to confess all your sins. But the, the notion of burning in a fiery lake of sulfur for all of eternity, that was the consequence to not doing as you were told or obeying. And they had it down to science because in this illegal pyramid scheme, everybody had a discipler, a handler. So it was on paper. This person kept at the top. He disciples this 
person. You, it was said you were discipling them. So he disciples this person, or he discipled about 12 people. They discipled people. They discipled people. It got up to 150,000 people at one point <laughs> around the world. I've never heard and that word used as a verb, verb before. Yeah, Discipler. Yeah, Kip still uses that blueprint in his new cult. He has a an offshoot of the ICOC, now called the ICC, because he wanted more control and he got crazier. So he's like, I got I to gotta do this, but even be stricter. So he broke off and was like, I'm going to show you all how it's done. <laughs> it's called the ICC. And he, he, he allows no movement in that group, meaning if you speak out against Kip, you're what's called marked, and you are kicked out of the group, shunned, and no one can talk to you. You have to take them off social media, even if it's a family member. So there's no room for any criticism. There's no room for honesty, and that's the thing. They treat honesty as if it's a sin. If it's anything honest that Kip doesn't like, or it goes against his his ideology, right? You're done. You're gone. Then you're lied about. You're ostracized. You know your your life is basically over in his well, mind. Michelle, this this you've clearly got a fascinating story to talk about, and I'm. <clears throat> I desperately uh, want to get the details. Unfortunately, I just feel that your audio is not going to convey your story in mm-hmm. the best possible way. Is there a way we could uh, work this out and bring you back another time and, and spend the full half an hour getting into the details? Because I've got so many questions and I really want to do your, your story. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good idea. And I think when I have my computer out of the shop, this won't happen. And again, I apologize because I just did a podcast and it, it was seamless, so I don't, I'm sure it's my fault somehow over here. But um, yeah, please don't apologize. Uh, I, I think the, the, can you see me okay? Still, I've just been told by the chat that I've frozen. So you yeah, you're frozen, but I can hear you. So there are definitely gremlins in the system today, <laughs> yeah. Michelle. But I, I appreciate you coming on and speaking to us, and we'll get you back on to, to go for this properly when we've ironed all this out. But thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. work with Ash. We'll figure it out. Wonderful. Nice to speak to you, though. Bye. Bye.